Okay, so I want to picture is John 15. John 51. Yes. Uh, so um said uh, that we'll be looking at fruit, the taking away, and the poison. So I think I will I will start with the first one, fruit and the taking away. So in the subtopic in the subtopic, I wrote connected to the vine. So I'll be reading now John 15, 1 to 2 in KJV. Says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. He said, and my father is the husband man. Every branch in man that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he project it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So the first kitten that is important is the husband man. You know, I said the husband man here represent the owner, the one who does all the necessary workings on the vine. And uh, we can see this in Philippians 2 13. So please let's quickly open the Bible to the I'll be relating our the spiritual was letting the scriptures together. Philippians 2 13. Jesus. So I read, I said, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So here yeah, you can say that the husband man here sent the owner, the one who does all the necessary walkings on the vine the one who and the last thing to know is that the one who determines the final outcome of each branches that is the husbandman that is God but you know Jesus said he is the true vine as I say instant this was just he said I'm the true vine I'm the true vine and my the first question that came to mind is how can a branch be in him, him being the true vine, understand, and bear no fruit. That's the first question that came to mind. So, and and we answer that later on. So let's keep it, keep that in mind. So, let's say I said fruit is the symbol of identity of a particular unit. It's what a unit is known for is peculiar to its fruit. So Next thing is that what will make one to continue from a particular, what will, what will make one to continue eating from a particular tree is because of its fruit. So the fruit gives good report or bad report about the vine. So this shows us how important we are. You know, 
fruit. We are the one that bears fruit. It is the vine. It is the branches. Yeah, that bears fruit. So I'm saying this shows us how important we are, and seriously taking we all to take this relationship with divine. Two things. It shows how important we are. How important we are. And how seriously we ought to take our relationship with Jesus. Because once we come into this garden, it is no longer about us. So please, so I go there, I said, take notes. Because once we come into this garden, once we come to this garden, it is no longer about us. And this, I'll be, I'll be looking at the scripture, Matthew 5, 16. So I'll open it again. Matthew 5, 16. Matthew 5, 16. Matthew 5, 16. Okay. So I read. Say, let your light so shine. Just trying to lay emphasis on the statement I made that it's no longer about us once we come into this garden. Say, let your light, just like your light, it's not about you, so shine before men that they may see your good works. Why? What is the end product? And glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So, though we are so important, though we should take this seriously, but most importantly, it is still not about us, but about Him. I said, if that's the case, what has been said so far, then divine has its integrity to protect in order to remain relevant to its cause. So looking at what I've said, I'll repeat again that, that it shows, if that's the key, the divine has its integrity to protect in order to, re, to remain relevant to its cause. There is a cause why the vine was put in place. And it is because of this cause that everything around it evolves. So if losing some branches would give justice to its cause, then so be it. You know, when I look at it, you know, this way, like a, like a, once a, you're a branch and you're connected to the vine, then, then there's nothing, you are secured, you are safe forever. It's not possible for the world to cut you off like that. It's, no, 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 no. There is a cause why the vine is there. And if the cause is not being meant, the cause, the vine has the integrity to protect. Because of that, it can cut off a branch from itself in order to maintain its cause. So, fruit are the outward evidence or proof of our personal internal dealings with God that the world and the heavenly beings can see and relate with in order to acknowledge the workings of God in the life of a branch. Remember I said that it is God that is at work in this. In this. And the way that God is at work is through the fruit that we bear. And this is where God gets glory from. 
when it's dealing with trust personally, internally, you know, where people can say and relate to is by the fruit that we bear. I said, so what should differentiate us from others is that we that claim to be in God, God's nature should be what oozes out of us. That's very, very important. If we claim to be in God, then the difference should be there and the difference should come and show forth in us by us showing forth fruit that bears the nature of God. So when a branch is not producing fruit, why others does? This is the question. That when a branch is not producing fruit, why others does? Who takes the blame? The vine or the branch? That's another question that later we'll, on we'll get the answer to. I said, so next thing I said, let's look at another point between the relationship of a vine and its branches. Remember, a branch is attached to a vine which should determine its possibilities. So what this also means is that there is no room for different kinds of branches. There's There's no room for different kinds of branches, but only different types in a vine. So we can only have different types. We can have different kinds of branches in a vine because it is the vine that determines the possibility of the branches. I said, meaning I might be a tall, I'm just using this as an example of, you know, not the, where there's no room for different kinds, but only there's room for different types. I said, meaning I might be a tall or short branch. I might be the one with a sonorous voice while other is not as good as mine. All those doesn't matter. All this shouldn't make any difference in us, but what should count is our kind. I said, but the church mostly now celebrates the types and they forget all about what matters most, which is the kind. What, what most church celebrate now is the type of branches. You know, and they forget what is most important, which is kind. So everyone is doing everything possible to be a certain type of branch, suitable for the need of their leader, while God is at the detriment of his kind. So I said, I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't be a better version of yourself if you can, but if it will cost you God's kind, being God's kind of vine. I said, stay put and hold on. Remember, Jesus made use of ordinary men who just had an extraordinary commitment. What God is always looking for is extraordinary commitment, irrespective of who or or what we are. You might be rich, you might be poor, 
you might lack this, you might not have this, no, all those doesn't, it doesn't, there are no criteria that God uses to choose, no. What he's looking for is men that we give, that we put in extraordinary commitment to his work. That's what matters most. So I said, so we can only have one particular kind of branch in a vine. We can only have one particular kind of branch in a vine, which means we can have different kinds of Christianity when we are talking about the same Christ. No, we can't. It can be different. It has to be same kind because we have same Christ working in us. So I say every idea that gives room comfort for, oh, this is my own type of Christianity is nothing but a lie. And the end of such is that they will be cut off from the vine, even though they once belong to the vine. Remember we said that the vine has cost and because of its integrity, it will not allow him to hold on to anything that is not in line with it. So there's no such thing that once I belong to the vine, I remain with the vine forever, irrespective of the fruit that I bear. And this is another principle that talks about once saved, forever saved. And I will still explain more. No, because he said, he said, he said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband man. Say every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And say, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth much fruit. So there is a taking away that happens. And there is a purging that happens on the other hand. Oh, you can hear me very well. Hello, please, can we hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. So, I'll continue. There are two things are constant that affect the production like or bearing of fruit of a branch. Two things. I say first, the external forces outside of the vine and secondly, the internal forces directly inside so it is now the one that the branches chooses to draw mostly from that determines is bearing. I said, okay, so I said, let me explain this. One of the symbol of the relationship of the metaphors of the vine and the branches is that it gives us the pictorial picture of our salvation, which can be illustrated by the word grafting. Now, what I've been saying now, I will want to explain it in this main because this scripture is giving us a picture, picture of what our salvation entails or looks like by describing using the, the vine and the branches as a metaphor. So I said that the pictorial picture of our salvation which can be illustrated by the word grafting so let's uh 
Look at John 15, 4 to 5. John 15, 4 to 5. So I'll be reading John 15, 4 to 5. John 15, 4 to 5. Okay. You know, he said, remain in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it remain or abide, no more can ye, except ye remain or abide in me. And the question is saying that remain in me. If I tell you that you remain in this room, that tells us something that you wasn't in that room before. So I so something brought you to that room. And when it was brought there, then it, the instruction was you remain in this room. So if you on his own accord decide to leave the room, then there's nothing I can do. So I'm just trying to how to explain how this is related to our salvation. So the next scripture is Isaiah 53, 4 to 5. Isaiah 53, 4-5. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> it says, Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Say, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. This is telling us that as all those things were happening to him, eh, we were joined, we were being joined with him. We were being joined with him. And this will bring me to what grafting is about. Please, I'm sure that we know what grafting is, right? In our biology class, please do we uh, remember what grafting is? I do. Does anyone? Anyone else doesn't know? Okay. Do we all know. So, is it like deco or something? Hmm? I don't know. I don't know. Is okay. it like shaping or cutting something? Yes. Cutting something <laughs> and joining it to another yeah, joining, stuff. Joining, oh, oh like, yeah. Like, yeah, um, you can cut whole... a branch from, from okay. one tree and yeah. then join it to another tree and it will still grow. There's like, yeah, I would say GMO, but it's kind of like you're mixing the DNAs or whatever of, of different trees or different features of different trees. Yes, that branch that is cut off on the other side now uses the 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 um uses the nutrient or whatever from that tree to yes. grow. Mm. Where it's to yes. still yeah. Okay, no problem. Thank you. 
in 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 order to produce a fruit that that you've seen that that is capable in the vine that is being attached to you get and so so I, get, I say the definition I will just get the definition of grafting say grafting is the process of combining two different plants to create a single one it requires a lot of skill and practice but has been successfully achieved by providing a clean coat on the two plants and taping the ends together until they you you know this is what the scripture in that Isaiah is trying to say like by strength we are as all those things are happening we are being grafted to Jesus Christ we're being grafted to him we're being grafted to him everything was going on because we're being grafted to him and that is why he's giving us the 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 example of vine and branch in this scripture he's trying to use grafting to explain what our salvation entails he said i said the purpose is to stick in still trying to define what grafting is. The purpose is to combine one plant's quality of flowering or fruiting with the root of another that has that offer vigor and resilience. So this is what this scripture is trying to show us the grafting, how we were grafted into Christ Jesus. And it shows us that before we are under the nature of sin. But as Christ came, was dying on the cross of Calais for us, that was how we were brought, we were able to be cut off from that nature of flesh, of sin, of rebellion from God. Then we were drafted in into Christ Jesus so that what we can bear fruit. This is a new fruit. And it is a fruit that pleases God. So I just want to explain grafting to illustrate what this scripture is really talking about when it was using the vine and the branches so that we can understand when I'm talking about that, they're still cutting away that this that, that can still take place for any branch that doesn't bear fruit. So I said, what happens in every grafting is that an attachment has occurred is, that is the key word that I want us to get in this salvation. What happens in every grafting is that an attachment has occurred, and that was what happened to concerning our salvation. We were attached to Christ Jesus. So I said, every grafting determines the kind of fruit. Every grafting determines the kind of fruit. And what and how we can come about is that it has principle. It must follow a principle. Every grafting that is being done determines the kind of fruit which is underlaid with a principle. Every grafting has principle. Our salvation too has its own principle. And if those principles are not being met, then the husbandman, which is God cuts away such branches from the vine. So I continue, I said, the principle that governs this grafting, I'm saying grafting now, I'm using it to illustrate this relationship of the vine and the branches. The, the principle that governs this grafting to bear fruit is 
abiding and cleansing. And that was why I read John, John 15, 4 to 5 first. So the two key principles about, about this grafting, about how we're grafted into Christ Jesus, is two kitties is abiding, remaining. That and that will remaining, it is your choice and cleansing. When you remain, when you abide, there's a cleansing. I said in that same job, he said the word I speak to you is, is for cleansing. He cleanses us with his word, he's working on us, he's cleansing us daily, he's purging us, he's cleansing us. I said, so I said, so you may be attached. Please, this things are very important. You may be attached and not abide. That is something that most of us you may be attached and not abide. Many people have only focused on how to get attached, but downplay their attention on how to abide. This is one error too that some believers, some body of Christ still believes. But this scripture, it, it look at it very well, is trying to give us the picture of a vine and a branch. And like I said, we were not part of this, but we were attached. We were delivered from something and we were brought into something else because man cannot stay alone, cannot work. So, so, so the reason why we might be a Christian for a very long time, but yet when God looks down at us, he sees people that are bearing no fruit is because we haven't been abiding, though we are attached. And I say, and there's no permanent place for attachment. In the end, there's no permanent place for those that are just attached and they did not abide, nor were they being cleansed. Or what some people just believe is is that once I'm saved forever, saved, I don't, it's, it's not by my works. Yes, there's no doubt. All, all those things that happen in grafting is not by our power, it's not by our mind, it's by the sovereign will of God. But one thing is important that we should note, there is the will of man that God always gives room for. So I said, we haven't been abiding Okay, I say so. The reason why we might be a Christian for a very long time, but yet when God looks down at us, He sees people that are bearing no fruit, is because we haven't been abiding, though we are attached. And I said, and there's no permanent place for attachment. And I w- there are two scriptures that I will use to but at this point, and there's no permanent place for attachment. That's John 8, 31 to 35. John 8, 31 to 35. So I'll quickly opponents and read John 8, 21 to 35. Okay, so I read, then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. 
howsoever said thou, ye shall be made free. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. 35, he said, said, and the servant abided not in the house forever. But the son abided ever. For anyone that is attached but has refused to abide and has refused to be cleansed, to be purged, they remain servant. And he says, when they are servants, they don't, they are not, they don't live in the house permanently. No, a time will come that there is need for cleansing to take place in the house. The time will come that there will be need to purge the house. And at this point, anyone that's still in that state will be cut off. The next scripture that buttresses this point is John 15, 5. He said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. He was, he was there. He that abided remains. He that is about, at, the, at this point, you have to decide. It's your decision, it's your will. And I in him, the same will get forth much food. For without me, he can do nothing. So I said, the attachment part happened by the sovereign will and act of God. Salvation, everything, how we were grafted into Christ, how we were delivered, everything is not by any man's will. Jesus has paid the price. So as anybody, as anyone that is, that is willing, automatically, so that, that is where the sovereign will and act of God comes in. I say, but why abiding part should come by the will and acts of man? I repeat again, the attachment part happened by the sovereign will and act of God. Why the abiding part should come by the will and act of man? I said, all the beautiful things God does for man, you can go into the Bible very well. He always leaves room for man to make a choice. God will not make all the choices for us. No. There are certain things that He will help us to, but you get to, there are things that you must finally, it has to come from you. The will of man has never been trampled upon. He will always give room for it. It is not left for man to not decide his outcome. So I said, the essence of abiding is to draw essential nutrients. The essence of remaining is to draw essential nutrients from him, that is from the vine, in view of becoming where it lies, in, in view of becoming where it lies, wherein, sorry, wherein lies our true transformation. I repeat that again. The essence of abiding is to draw essential nutrients from him in view of becoming, that's the essence, we want to become 
there's something that he has in mind that wants want us to become. Say, wherein lies our true, this is where the true transformation lies in. The true transformation doesn't lie in being attached. No. The true transformation happens when you start abiding, when you start remaining, start cleansing you. And the, I said the principle of abiding in him is spending time with God. Spending time with God in his word, in prayer, in fellowship with brethren, in witness to the word. I said why the principle of abiding is in love is obedient. Yeah. The principle of abiding in him is spending time with him. Why the principle of abiding in his love is obedient. So let's I said, thank God for being a Christian for a very long time. But God is asking Adam, where is our fruit? I know we have been serving in different capacity in the house. But God is asking, where is your fruit? Said so our fruit is the symbol of our identity within. Our fruit is the symbol of our identity within. Said so for grafting to occur at first, there must be a detachment. Just like our normal biology grafting that means the branch was detached like i said we were detached we were, we were taken from the nature of beds you understand for grafting to occur for there must be a detaching that surviving oneself from any relationship with anyone anything and any purpose then an attaching that the two things happen grafting there's a Okay, so I'll be reading uh, Luke 14, 26 to break my point on this detaching part that happens in grafting. So those who come to me, that's Luke 14, 26. So I'm reading this now. I said, those who come to me cannot be my disciple unless they love me more than they love father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sister and themselves as well. In the same way, concluded Jesus, none of you can be my disciple unless you give up everything you have. And again, I said the same one that grafted us into the vine, if you look at John 15, 1, is the same one that said he would take away or cut off everyone who does not bear fruit. So it is still God who is at work in us, who does all, who is doing everything, who did everything in the first place, who delivered us from this teacher, who brought us and attached us to his son. It is still the same person that says that any branch in that vine that doesn't bear fruit, he will cut it off. So when we are looking at God is love, God is love, Let's read the scripture. Let's look at this word. It doesn't mean word. It tells you us who he is and what it does. So I said, so, okay. Okay, yeah, so I, I read John 15, 8. That's another scripture. It said, herein is my father glorified 
that ye bear much fruit in everything that God has done where is where is being glorified is that the branches that was attached to the vine they should bear much fruit fruit so when when God shakes us what will come off what will come off from us that's the question when God shakes us what will come off from us is a question that we need to ask ourselves the one clear cut one clear cut about okay one clear thing about abiding is change of will sorry so one clear cut about abiding is a change of will is a change of will is a change of will is so important everyone that abided that when there's something about them that happened we can see this in the life of moses we can see this in the life of like you can see this in the life of the disciple there was a drastic change of will the people the person that they used to be they were no longer that person so, so from Saul to paul a drastic change and that's something that we sometimes overlook we just feel like it doesn't matter the same old me the same old way for 20 15 years it doesn't matter no 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 you can't be abiding and you remain the same no there's a drastic change of way that it will be so evident in our lives and you know the example one of the example i have for this that i mean this means that in one of our discipleship classes you know the first uh, week uh, someone was saying oh like oh it was somebody that referred uh to the class and you understand that is the reason you understand and we're like oh 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 great great you know and the next class we had another two three people joining again and when we asked them again it was same thing they said that it is this it was one person it was and they all it is they all have once the same person in common and that person has been their friend i'm i'm not talking about young people i'm talking about people in the age of 50 55 60 and people and four they were saying that it is because of this person he, she's our friend she's our friend she's my friend she's my like if you know her before that she's a professionalist you understand they were, they were all saying this like this woman she's a, she's a professionalist everything about her you understand but she just like we can we started seeing these changes in her you understand and we are just like what's going on friend um person you just telling them oh what the changes you notice in me is not me is that i went through a class and that and that changed me that transformed me and you know it shows the effects that 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 has the, the change the just change that has happened in our life that could make four of our friends to say ah if this has happened to our friend no 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 we must try this and they tell you that, oh we've been christians we've been this but we must try this so that's what i'm saying that when we are by a name there's a change there's a drastic change of way that will be so evident in our lives and that's what brings glory to god that's part of the fruit that our life should be and for, for me i see 
as well. So that means it, it doesn't matter how long we've been a Christian, really. If we can start, if we decide to start abiding today, we can still bear fruit. We can still bear fruit. That is the most important thing. It's not how how long. Even in this day, we can still bear fruit. All what is required is abide, remain in me, remain in Him. And we can read the book of John 15, 12, who still the emphasis on abiding, what he said about abiding, abiding in Him. I said, only those who have allowed His Lordship can truly experience such changes. That's one thing. The secret of discipleship is Lordship. That is the secret of discipleship. Once that dawns on you, once you realize that, then the changes will begin to occur. But one thing is that many people don't see that happening. They still want to enjoy their old life. They still want to continue in their old ways. You know, they still want it to be 50-50. You know, yes, I'm here today. I'm no, the secret of discipleship is lordship, and it is when we acknowledge this, and because it is through this that it will be dealing with us. It's dealing with us is based on lordship. When you realize that is is dealing on me, it's based on lordship. It will be easier for us to take those dealings because to be sincere, it will be different from what we are used to. It would be different. It's always different. I said, I'm not talking about changes like I once had no roof over my head, but now I live under one. I'm not, I'm not talking about these changes. I'm not talking about I once had no shoe, but now I have shoe. No, no, no. Those are some things that we focus on most times in the body of Christ now. It's all about mundane things. It's all about prosperity. The changes that is occurring is about that anyway, being blessed, being blessed, being blessed. For me, I said, because in the days of the disciples, in the olden in when this revival, when things was happening, even those that had roof over their heads, it was taken from them. It was taken from them. That is the change. That is the truth. That, that is the fruit. That can, the fruit is so it's it's so amazing that when it happens you, you can't cover it it will be so effective you know somebody's talking about such fruit that i once had no 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 that's not the fruit those are the fruits there's different between fruits fruits and fruit because in in the days of disciples those who had roof over their heads it was taken from them what the world celebrate now are mundane changes which are just fruit and not fruit you know and fruit are the things that Jesus said that it will be added unto us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything other thing will be added unto you those are the fruit that we celebrate more the fruit is something that is so scarce. And I pray that the Lord will help us to understand 
and it will help us to abide in him you know and we're supposed to realize that we need to abide and that's to come from our way so i say i say i dare you to submit to his method for your life today as that's my that's my own challenge i dare us i dare us even myself to submit to his method for our life today there's a method that i'm saying every grafting is underlaid with a principle it has a principle the idea is to submit to his method for our life today and we will begin to see some changes. And so I say it is the role of Jesus to form fruit in our lives. You know, it is what we take from him, the things we take from him that produces that fruit in us. In our lives, when we abide, and it is that fruit that can please God, it is only the fruit that that is that we that comes from our relationship remaining in the vine. That is the only fruit that actually pleases God. No, He said, "Without me, ye can do nothing." So let us be conscious of that. It is the fruit that we that that we produce that comes from the vine a little bit that can only please God. God is not pleased with anything else. In that same John 15, I think he was saying somewhere that like before, like you can do things like now. I, I can't remember that but it was with that now you can you cannot like it is no longer anything that you do that is outside of me is not accepted. It has to be in me, for me. That is the only thing that places God. And that was why God gave his only begotten son. Because he loved us. And he said that it is only Jesus that pleases him. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Yeah, in. So I pray, oh Lord, that as we continue in our, continue abiding in him, that we will hear him and we obey him and our life will bear the fruit that pleases God. So, Amen. I will stop here. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mano. Yeah. Very. You're welcome. Thank very, you, man. Uh, very important. Uh, very important uh, topic and uh, um, spoken of or thought very well. You know, um, it's 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 very key, very key, very key. Um. It's even, even in the times that we're in. I mean, we, we spoke about it a bit last week. You know, um, it is very key that we abide into the fruit of abiding will really show in the time when there is serious darkness. That's when that abiding will really 
be um to really be evident to really matter to matter the most and um so yeah but does anyone have anything they want to you know share based on what was said the scriptures we read does anyone have anything they want to contribute contribution comments question anything please please let's contribute that was what i got is that there are so many other things that can be related to that scripture so please let's share please anything that we got anyone Okay. Maybe maybe I'll start. Maybe as I'm speaking, someone would uh, the the um unction will drop on somebody. They will speak. So two things, yeah. Two things that while you were speaking that came to me. Um, the first one is. which you you you've talked about it you know um but it it just really 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 occurred to me even the more um that like you said god is only pleased by the fruit we bear and you come to realize that if you really look at it the fruit is not it has really nothing to do let me not say it has nothing to do with but um it's not really about the um it's not really about the works when i say works i don't mean good works i mean just works it's not really about for example healing the sick raising the dead and and all of that is more of um because you you realize that fruit is not a fruit is not a gift it's not a gift of the spirit you have to bear fruit it has to come from your it has to come from your personal and intimate relationship with god and we all know that it's like childbearing childbearing the, the the woman has to go through the cycle of nine months and it's of course you can we all know that it's not a, it's not a really I means a joyful thing was not the process it can be discomforting and uh, sometimes um but at the end of it a child you know comes forth that's the fruit of the connection between the woman and her husband you know um so fruit you have to bear fruit it's not it's not just giving it's not a gift you have you actually have to bear fruit you have to produce it and it takes time to produce it takes 
continuous um, as we say abiding and when you read when you read um, Philippians okay even before we go to the Philippians the same John 15 you see it here in verse um, in verse 78 it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire it shall be done for you it says by this my father is glorified how that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciple it says by this by what bearing fruit and when you're speaking i ask myself how did jesus bear fruit because you know i always say that god never tells us to do anything that he himself whether in the son the father hasn't done first and you look at the life of jesus this now takes me to the philippians 2 that you read and or that we read and from verse 5 it shows us how jesus bore fruit because you realize that Jesus healed the sick, Jesus raised the dead, Jesus did all those things, but there was one thing, there was only one way that the Father was glorified. I mean, yes, he gave glory to the Father for everything, but there was one way that this scripture says that he was glorified. Or one thing he says, we should emulate it says let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus who being in the form of god did not consider it robbery to be equal with god but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to his vine dresser or husband man or to his gardener became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross therefore god also has highly exalted him because he glorified god so god too glorified him and gave him the name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Again, now goes back to the Father, says, to the glory of God the Father. So, even in going back to John 15, Jesus now tells us how he too brings glory remember he said abide he's telling us he's telling us to do something abide in me and my words abide in you without me Abi. verse 5 i'm divine you are the branches he who abides in me and i in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing then he now tells us as okay as the father loved me i also have loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments you abide in my love just as i have kept 
my just as i have done the same thing and i abide in the father's love it says these things i speak to you so that my joy that which is in me that which nourishes me from the father may remain in you and that that which you are getting from me may be full also in you that's just the way i put it so all this i, I, I don't know am i am i i don't know if i'm making sense from what i'm saying i'm not moving from one place to one does it make yes, sense yes. Yeah. yeah yes i realize that it's not the miracles and all those things that jesus did that brought glory to god yes it's to the glory of god but like Emmanuel said the and i always say this that the greatest miracle is not raising the dead is not uh, uh healing the sick or any of those things it's actually a transformed life because you can heal somebody and then they go back to rebellion you can raise the dead and the person you know lives a life of disobedience and then their soul perishes and what was the point of one example or they make some foolish mistake that one example is hezekiah if you've ever read the story of hezekiah he was about to god was about to judgely just take him you know says put your house in order and he begged he begged he cried he said god you know don't you remember this 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 and then god sent the prophet back to him to tell him okay i have added 15 years to your life now if you now read that story you find out that that those 15 years he did foolish things it he made a mistake that that brought that was the reason for a certain uh uh let's say certain curse or something not the curse but god was angry and he said that uh that punishment will come upon his sons or the generation after him and hezekiah was like ah thank god this this word that you spoke was good thank god this is not in my generation can you imagine such a thing but it was his actions that led to that and each time i think of that story i'm like if this man would have just gone judge judgely that god told him put your house in order from about to take you he wouldn't have do we get he wouldn't have you know made such blunder with just that 15 years so i realized that it is in the fruit which ultimately you can see that that scripture was talking about Christ's complete obedience to the father you know um so he's also as, asking us to do the same thing um so that's 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 the first thing that um i i i it, it um really dropped him as speaking you know um so and the fruit we bear is what is important because that's what that's what shows the evidence of his nature it's not the miracles and you know because you find out that even the babalawo can heal the sick and do, do we get all the native doctor the uh 
those on the other side can do some of those things or and do some tricks but they cannot bear the fruit of the holy spirit it's not possible they can't that's the that's the that's the distinction that's what sets the children of light apart is the fruit the other thing is the world can copy but you see the fruit it, it has to the the it, it has to be born from a branch that is connected to the vine and then the second thing you know as you were speaking again i was reminded when you're talking about grafting immediately i was reminded i had to look for it reminded of a scripture um which talks about this and is in Romans 11 it's actually 10 and 11 but I'll just read it but in chapter 11 you know uh, but just to give a background to what I want to say so Paul was describing how God Israel who is the true branch they were cut off they're the natural branch they were, they were cut off and God did it since they were they were disobedient so god did it so that he can push them to jealousy and then engrafted the gentiles that's why he's written in some places in somewhere as, as i said those who did not seek me were found by me those who were not my people are now my people so paul was just saying all of this and all of this but he was now he started this from chapter 10 when he now came to 11 he was now trying to also um won the gentiles that this rejection of Israel is not final again god did it so that he can push them to jealousy so that they will be jealous and then seek him do we do we get and seek him and then so let me read from verse just to confirm what he was um um saying Romans 11 from verse 16 and I read it it says for if the first fruit is holy the lump is also holy and if the root is holy so are the branches and if some of the branches were broken off as he's talking about Israel and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them the gentiles and with them became a partaker of the root and the and fatness of the olive tree do not boast against the branches that is the real branches but if you do boast remember that you do not support the root but the root supports you 19 you will say then branches were broken off that i might be grafted in 20 well said because unbelief because of unbelief they were broken off and you stand by faith do not be haughty but fear 21 for if god did not spare the natural branches he may not spare you either therefore consider the goodness and severity of god on those who fell severity but toward you good that is 
to them severity and because of their severity he brought about your goodness that is the goodness of the gentiles if you continue in his goodness so this if you continue in his goodness otherwise you also will be cut off and they also if they do not continue in unbelief will be grafted in for god is able to graft them in again so i read again as we're speaking i i went to look for i've not read this thing in my body for some reason it just came to mind and i had to look for it and exactly you know what we're saying so it just shows that the one who grafted us in let us also remember that he has the power he has the power to you know cut off so that's why he now tells us because another scripture that that comes to mind is can we read it before is hebrews 12 where we are given like a caution that look the kingdom you are coming to your entering is a kingdom that is unshakable so let us say let us receive grace that we may uh, how does he even say it let me let me let me quickly look for it hebrews 12 20 it says therefore since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken let us have grace it means let us receive grace if i'm using divine it says let us it will be like let us continue to receive nutrients from divine let us continue to abide by which we may serve god acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our god is a consuming fire so what is actually saying is you know um every other thing can be shaken off divine you understand belongs to the um gardener or the husbandman or the vine dresser and divine divine is divine the branch remember this branch is talking about is engrafted so the same way it was engrafted it, you understand the husbandman or the uh, 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 vine dresser if it's not bearing fruit remember will not sabotage the vine because of that branch or sabotage the the purpose of the vine you understand because of a branch because of few branches and yeah so those were the two things that you know came to mind and yeah i just thought i should uh, yeah. share that like like thank you very much really <laughs> for this scripture this hebrews 11 i'm just saying like even me like like my mind never went or oh, romans 11 okay romans 11 i'm telling you in kgb it would be grafted tree man thank you mm-hmm. because when i you know when the old script is is giving you understanding and it was using that vine and branches to let me know that grafted mm. you know it, it might not totally mm. look like, like it you get it that's what you but i but mm. this scripture that i just read now just well, that, that's what it mind. is uh no no, no. Mm. thank you yes i want to say, say something 
Yes, yeah. that's the place um, far away. It's not really much different from what you guys have already said. I'm sorry, I'm sounding like this. I'm just not feeling so great physically, but we are strong in Jesus' name. Um, amen. so I'm just going amen. to read. Sorry. Amen. Amen. So I'm just going to read some of the things oh, that perfect. I wrote. Oh. Okay. I'm just going to read some of the things that I wrote. Um, let me just go through yeah. quickly. Okay, I'm skipping some parts, but let me just start from here. So, if we abide in Christ, that is, study, meditate on His words, spend time with Him, we are being fed through Jesus. We have often heard the Word of God being described as food for the spirit of believers. The way a tree works is that the nutrients from the soil is absorbed by the roots and then pass the different parts of the tree for it to function properly and bear fruit so the food which comprises or which um, comprises of nutrients um for the tree sorry let me just leave this part okay also another example is um when a baby is in the womb of his mom the food consumed by the mother is broken down into the right components that the baby can absorb and then use for its own growth and nourishment. Therefore, not only are we just to, um, therefore we have to abide in Jesus, sorry. By doing so, he changes us and fills us up from the inside out. That's why our desires begin to change because we are in tune with Him, eating and drinking from Him. That's why when we ask for anything we want, it will be what He wants also. But let me just skip that because it's far down. Okay, then the other part is like verse 8. It says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples and this brings glory to my father my focus here is true disciples and i read the definition of disciple a disciple is a student learner or follower a true disciple is not just a student but a committed follower one who applies what he has learned that's why there's a difference between a believer and a disciple a disciple is someone that has taking the time to actually learn and not just learn and try to be but actually apply what he has learned and he's uh um how, how do i put it what was this word um what's this word when you're like now for instance it's just like you're taking up something someone else's thing like it's your own i I don't know how 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 do you put that can anybody help me here i don't know say that again when you so um i said like now for instance i said okay let me just read what i wrote a true disciple is not just a student but a committed follower one who applies what he has learned so i was not like Mm that's why there's a difference between a a believer and a disciple Mm. a disciple not only just you know believes you know in jesus christ and all of that but he's a student 
he has he's also a follower and it's uh, the last word I'm trying to think of when you uh, uh, like when you preach the gospel like you're pushing forward mm-hmm. like you're pushing out what you have taken I don't know how to explain do you understand what I'm saying would okay. you guys get what I'm saying I don't know how to yes, explain yes, yes. I, I understand okay I understand. Okay. okay thank you sorry for my for my poor Disney but yeah um, no then, oh. Okay. Don't then, be like me, Esther. Uh, uh, please, see that you are you are high up there. Bego, please leave me. <laughs> Anyways, um, when we bear much fruit, then we are his true disciples. Notice that we are still um, referred to eating t- from him. How can a branch bear fruit without accepting the fruit from the vine? It will keep drying up and eventually it will be broken off. This is because it has cut off a source of nutrients. So that's why when believers stop abiding, um, their spirit begins to wither and they would eventually fall out of Christ. Um, the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, Jesus is a new creature, all things have us, we all things have come here. And then the part where he said, I'll put within you a new spirit and take away hard heart of stone and replace the heart of flesh. When we stop taking as believers, when we stop eating from like abiding in Christ and we move away from our source of nutrients, our spirit, because what makes us alive or, or this is, uh, oh my God. I feel like I'm, I'm trying to mix so many things together. Okay, like this grafting thing you said, yeah. When the we were away from Christ before and then he was the, not the one that brought us in, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, and that is when we're given a new spirit. But when you stop abiding in Christ and stuff like that, that, that spirit, your spirit is withering. And also... Um, what's it called? That heart of flesh that said he's going to give you your heart becomes starts to become hardened to things mm. of God. Um, mm. and then what else? What else? What else? What else? Verse 9 I've loved you even as Father has loved me, remain in my love. Verse 10 When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Then verse 11, I have told you this thing so that you'll be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So I just wanted to say that a result of abiding is the joy of the Lord. So when you don't abide in Christ, you do not you do not have the joy of God. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to say, yeah. Sorry, my presentation, mm-hmm. but yeah. No, I'm back. <laughs> that, that was what I was saying. That thank you. Uh, that that you should not be like me. You know about my yeah. presentation. <laughs> no, no, your presentation was good. Now me, uh, I just yeah. did that. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you so much, Esther. For that, you know. Um, thank God. It's um. 
it's you know there's which is well not funny but um i was even this week that's even what was um laid in my heart to speak about because laid in my heart to speak about abiding like what does it mean to abide so um it's it's, it's great that we even um talking about this because that abiding is tied to um it's tied to different things there's so many things that happen in the place of abode or abiding and um jesus showed us that example jesus showed us that example um the scripture that Emmanuel read um you know when okay first of all how does how that uh, how john 15 starts says you know that i am the true vine and the true vine meaning the other vines but this one is the is the true one um my father is the vine dresser the gardener so he's responsible the father is responsible for trimming the vine for pruning it for cutting and pruning up you know in in this context is like you know um it's like removing unwanted parts that would prevent that tree of that branch from growing in the in the desired manner that the, the the farmer or the gardener wants so when when things starts you know growing too much he prunes it he prunes it as he bears much fruit you know when you if you see a branch that bears fruit probably is, it has many leaves and begins to maybe probably overgrow then he, then there's a trimming there's a trimming and in physical in the physical sense or in the literal sense uh, pruning is um is is kind of painful you know um but let me not let me not uh, say too much but yes there's a lot even in that abiding which we touched on it last week a bit yeah Emmanuel please oh like you rightly said uh, all what I talked about you know I said that this fruit is in two phases I said fruit the taking away mm. and the purging I didn't talk mm. about the the the, the purging part understand so there's a lot yeah. about the purging part too so that yeah. and and uh, again I just want to share with us this thing just in line with what we are saying and I just felt impressed to say it just for emphasis sake and I think you after the by this I I hardly share this because I don't want it to be the reason or something like I'm trying to coerce people into believing something in my head. And that has to do with the encounter I had with God in 2014. And if anyone asks me the reason why I behave the way I behave, why I act, like what influences who I am, 
today. I will always say it, it is not because of anybody. It will, it's never because of anybody and it will never be. So it's because of just one encounter that I had with him. And after that, I've had several ones, but that one changed me. And, 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 and that's why it's, it, that's the passion that drives me really whenever I see people who understand making this mistake that like being a Christian you can't miss everyone everyone is guaranteed and I, I just want to share this for our sake you know in 2014 you know I was trying to like there were issues patterns I noticed so I've been a, a Christian I've given my life to God so that and I've been serious with him you get so so not as if that I was a sinner, you know, I've been serious with him. At least I can call myself a child of God then. You know, so I, I went in pursuit of okay, there's a pattern that I've seen my family that I, I wanted to break off from, you know. So my family, my aunt took me to uh, uh, one of these prophets, a genuine man of God, understand. understand. So he told me that okay, that I should just go for seven days dry fasting you know that's the first time that i will do that so i started it so and he told me that yeah that after it that 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 whatever the lord shows me stand just in line with the family stuff that i should come and tell him you know so that was the reason why i did that so at the end i one night I slept and I just saw myself. And what I saw was that I was going with a friend in the highway, it was the highway. And as we were going, then suddenly there was pestilence that started filling the atmosphere, the sky above, you know. So when we saw it, you saw me, and my friend, so I said, ah, ah, like, what was this, what was this? Man, let's start running. It's not like pestilence. And that thing about the book of Revelation about the last days is real. Within a few seconds, it, it covered the whole sky. And as that was occurring, darkness filled the whole place. So we're just running. Remember that hey, almost, this thing must not touch us. You know, as we're running, trying to run away to go and hide, the pestilence just touched me my friend and as it did immediately i died you know and as i as i died immediately like between death and life is a tweaking out of an eye and the, the word the word i said that after death is, is judgment is true immediately the next thing i saw was that i was just in the judgment room and it was god there and we were many on the line. And God was judging. God, God was judging. You know, I, you know, something that is real about this encounter, something that your mind is fruitful. Yeah, it's so true. So I had this mindset, you know, that I'm a child of God. I love God. That, that, that has been on my heart. I'm telling you very, very strongly. I just had this father and son relationship with him. Because I lost my dad a very long time, so I took God as my 
father and poured all, all the love I have for my father on me. So that love, that thing is there in my mind. So when I saw him from afar, as a gender people, I was excited. I was happy. You know, there was this joy that my and I said, ah, like finally, I, I, I can see God. If, you know, and the feeling I had, I can say it was that it was like a charming princess. I can say my Bible that that was the child, a charming princess that that has been waiting for a charming prince to come and rescue her. You know, from this joy journey. You know, those cartoons that we watch, those films, and the charming prince just appeared. You know, that kind of joy, that love that fills the heart. Of, that was what I felt. You know, towards God, you said, like, "Yes, finally, 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 has come for me." Oh Jesus, you know. And by the time it reached my turn, you know, as it reached my turn, I wanted to talk, you know, with this, not this exercise, I wanted to talk, you know, like, like God, you know, as I wanted to, he just spoke, oh my goodness. And his, his words broke my heart. Oh my, oh Jesus. He said, Tola, he said, you are not keeping my commandment not obeying my words oh my goodness you know when he said that i i just felt shattered in my heart like what you know showing how much like is this how disappointed that you've been with me you know i wasn't a bad christian i'm just saying this i would there was no like maybe i, I don't know how to Put it, maybe some major, major, major sin. No, no. I've, I, I, at least God has helped me with some, you know, most things. Do I still have my weaknesses? You understand? So, you know, I thought, this is it, you know, this is it. And, and just spoke. That, that what he said, just spoke. And he said, go back to the world. Also, he said, go back to the world. And he said, he said, and tell my people also. I was about to say that they are not keeping my commandments, nor obeying my will. First, I would say this to lay emphasis so that you look at it was me that he first addressed before he addressed others. So as he said that, go back to the world and tell others immediately, immediately. You know, my apostate, I, I left. My spirit was sent back to the world immediately. You know, so and I came back to the world. The pestilence has filled the heart. The pestilence looks like creatures that had wings. I'm telling you, like from afar, they look so small, but when they come down, they are creatures with wings. You know, fill the heart, and people were running everywhere running everywhere and as they were trying to run to hide the person was as it was touching them just touching them death immediately you know and i saw myself there i was there i was now walking i said hey please this is what god told me that you are not obeying his commandments not keeping his word repent that is just the only word you know i was saying it you know trying to passion you know that kind of stuff Hey, somebody that was giving me a second chance, you know, 
or saying it. And, you know, people, some people were not listening. You understand? They were still trying to run away from the pestilence. As much as they were trying to run away, there was no speech to touch them. And that was dead. And I see some people started weeping. You understand? Paid attention. And I told them, you understand, that same message. And they were weeping. You understand? So I would just leave them. I would be going. As many people, I was just telling them in the midst. So I was in the midst this time around. And the pestilence didn't have power over me you know so i was just going telling that to people and it told me something please i'm saying this because of what we just spoke, spoke about and he said he showed me something else he said see i will show you about the works of men and something happened in the midst of that chaos death that was happening you know as people were running I just thought that money will come out, you know, out of the ground, lot of money. And I, I couldn't imagine it that in that state, people that were running for their lives, when they saw money, they waited. They put like, hey, money. And they wanted to grab the money. And as they tried that, death immediately. In that part, it said that the works of men, it showed that, I want to show the works. That it, it tried their works and it broke. And this was money. In that means, just imagine, me, I was so, I was just broke. I was just trying, hey, some, and people were still running, and the money was coming out. And when they saw money like this, immediately, they wanted to grab the money. And death, and death. And that was happening. I was just saying what he said, same word. If not be my commandment, not give me my words, you know. And I woke up with that so life. Tears filled all my eyes. Life. I was just weeping. You know, it's something that can't, I, I, I don't even know where to start. Basically, I was weeping profusely. My heart was broken, you know, you know. My heart was broken. I'm saying this because I'm saying the same what this scripture that the same husband man is still the same that would cut off branches. He's a God of love, he's also a God of judgment. And we don't want to say that he's, he's just God. At that place, there's no they, they, there's no and loving stuff except your work is if it's not his judge he does he won't there's no really relating or subject there's no no immediately he chose you i mean immediately the value is given so i'm saying this to emphasize the fact that being is not enough we have to obey like what Esther said, you know, the difference between a, a disciple and a believer is that takes his word and apply it in every situation that comes our way. You know, so that was what one of the things that it tools that I'm telling you. Since then, the mirror, the way I live my life, that mirror is 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 so clear, is so very, very you know, the amazing thing you stand. So I went back to the man of God, prophet, you know, and I sh- shared him what I saw. And, you know, 
There was nothing you could say. That's the amazing part. There was nothing you could say. Because even him, that wasn't what he was expecting. Because that, that, that wasn't the reason why we went into this fascinating frame. It's because I wanted to, you know, settle some scores. I wanted to get rid of some things. I know. And God was addressing. That's something I learned again. It, 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 it's not about the problems. No. It's about you. That's what really matters. Forget all the problems. If your life, say that if the way of a man pleases God, that's scripture always echoed my mind. You can make his enemy to be at peace with him. So, I just decided to share this today with us, just based on what we we just spoke about. So, for us to take this seriously, you know, because for me, it would be. It, it's a painful experience that I don't want anyone to go through. No, at, at the end of this journey, no. It's not, but being separated from the love of God is not something that mankind can withstand. Our heart will be so, it, it, it's too heavy for our heart to bear, especially when you love and you, you know. You know, so uh, like we said, Obedience is the key of love. I mean, love God, yes, it's not about that. Obedience, obedience. So, just that I should share this today with us. Thank you, Manuel, for sharing. Thank you, Manuel. Thank you. Always, always a, um, always a um, good reminder each time I hear that. Uh, each time I hear that, uh, um, that experience, you know, and you can see from that self. Even while we're talking, you can just see the. The pestilence, that which covered the whole earth, is, 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 of course, darkness. But at the end, of course, is death. You know, and it's um, there's a reason. You know, this, this. Sometimes you wonder. There's a reason why God said, or Jesus said, yes, that um, you cannot. We cannot serve two masters. And then when he said that, he said you cannot serve God and Mammon. You know, you'd be wondering why didn't he say the devil or you know, and it's just to show you that anything that's mammon, you know, which translates to money, the kind of hold, the kind of hold that he has on the soul of man you know um, the soul of man and that's why um, it's a very it's a very strong tool or weapon in itself in itself it's just a tool it's just a tool but the enemy in this in this realm, because of the fallen nature of man, the enemy uses it as a great tool to, to entrap 
the soul of many. Um, that's why scripture says the love of it. It didn't just say it didn't say it. it said the love of it. You know, is 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 the root of all evil, and it's supposed to be a servant to us. To to um, what's the word? To prosecute the will of God to to for His kingdom, and not it be a master, or not we being a slave to it. Um, so yeah, it's um, and many times that's that's the reason for abiding, because this thing. It's already inherent so there are many things god has to purge has to purge and it's in that place of abiding that he purges sometimes he will allow and many times purging he purges through serious disciplines purges through sufferings because it's these things that purge the soul of every hold because you realize that many times any kind of suffering long suffering waiting you know waiting involves suffering because you are you greatly desire something but it's not coming forth so you are either you have two options is either you escape and find that in yourself or you wait and anytime you wait on god you increase in you know, it increases the virtue of patience, and patience and long suffering is a very, a key fruit, or is a key fruit of the spirit that is needed, especially when we have to. While we are here, we're waiting for the coming of our Lord and Savior. You know, you find out that patient endurance is needed. And many times God will use through purging, he'll use trials, sufferings, different things. All these things are shaping the shaping the heart or shaping the soul to to or equipping us. It's a blessing in disguise. It's equipping us so that we 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 can continue to um because there's this haste. I don't know if you, you guys there's this haste in the soul that God seeks to purge and destroy. Do you guys understand? Do you guys know what I mean? Very true. <laughs> there's this haste in the soul. So you, you see it, whether in prayer, when it's time to do the things of God, there's this haste in your soul that do this thing fast and go and continue with your life. <laughs> There's that haste, you know. So many times, many things that God allows us to go through, sufferings, and is to is to deal with that haste, to to purge that haste, because that haste is is a is a is as a result of again of the fall. So God knows all these things, and then he he he, he uses different things to purge to prune you know um because yeah the true believer for you for us to wait on christ it, it requires patience great patience great patience for you to love 
requires great patience. It's long suffering. Just flip the flip flip the uh, how do they say it? Uh, they flip the switch. How do they how do they coin that uh, phrase? Um, how God has been long has been long suffering towards us. If we're in God's shoes, we would have destroyed this world since since <laughs> since a thousand years ago. You know. But he's long suffering, he's patient, he's patient. So he also wants to give us that because it's a, it's a, it's a very important fruit in this time. In this time. You know, um, because it's because of that haste that many will give up on God. Because of that haste. <laughs> Maybe they said he said in I think in First Peter that's in the last days scoffers will arise and be like you know where is maybe we've been hearing since our days of our fathers that Jesus is coming Jesus coming where is he we're not you know and again <laughs> it's because of that haste so I don't know I'm hammering on haste but it is just it's, it's, it's that haste that causes us causes us to be impatient you know um, but God seeks to deal with it and is in that place of abiding that he, he deals with it he deals with it he deals with it so yeah um, thank you so much for sharing that <laughs> I'm telling you Nigeria, Nigeria probably will be on the first first list. First, <laughs> first. I'm living in Nigeria, so I know what I'm about. Thank God. Thank, thank God. Thank God, man. We are not God. <laughs> you would have destroyed some people, even on even on the cross. You know, you'd be like, you slapped me, you away with you. Just. <laughs> that way with you they will just disappear <laughs> but thank God you know God is not man a man is not God um, <laughs> oh God uh, so yeah um, thank you so much thank God for that word it's, it's really profound really profound just thank God um, thank God So, um, okay, do you want to say something? Go on. No, I just have uh, just uh, uh, and two prayer points as well. Yeah, sure, go on, please. Okay. We're two, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, so please, can we just be in the mode of prayer? I'll first about it. No, just say it. So, like just said, like Father, I come to you tonight as a clay, and you as my potter. Please mold me into what you had in mind, concerning me before the foundation of the earth. So that's my prayer point. You understand? That's the first one. Father, I come to you tonight as a clay, and you as my potter. Please mold me 
into what you had in mind concerning me before the foundation of the earth. Because that is the fruit that pleases God. That is what Christ will help us to be. We'll be able to become that which God has as intention in art concerning us. That's something that the fruit, the fruit part was the anguish was going for me instead. That's that that's that thing that goes as in mind concerning my life, concerning our life. And it is also recognizing that we are clay, really, and he is the potter. It's talking about the lordship of God over our life. You know, it's not easy to be clay. Really, it's it not. But you know, it's is the way that it has been designed. And it is for our own good, you know. Like you said, there's a haste in us. Only God sees our essences, and is the only one that can deal with them appropriately, so that they don't deal with us on the day that matter most, you know, on the day when we ought to sit at His right and to enjoy His pleasure forevermore. You know, this is not forever. You know, this whatever we go through in life is, is just for a time. There is a glory that awaits us. There is a glory. And you know, the apostle that that they can't they can't compare anything. They can't compare anything. And true, that is so true. Really, that I can testify to, can testify about that. But there is a glory, you know, there's something that when you know it's it's it it can never be compared to anything that we might go through. In this life, nothing can be compared to it. So that's a prayer, Lord. Please mold me, Father. Please mold me, mold me into what you've had in mind concerning me before the foundation of the earth. Please mold me. Give me the grace to abide. Give me the grace to remain. Please don't don't let me go the way I like. You know, times if God is trying, 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 you know, because. We just let go, and that is the dangerous thing for a believer. You know, forgot to let go. I say, have your way. You know, Solomon did that, and you know, he said he came back. He said, vanity. You know, vanity, on vanity. So, so we don't have to go through that. Father, please keep holding me. Please never let me go. As Father, please never let me go. Please. No matter you know, no matter this haste in my soul, always pulling me. Please, please, Father, please, please. I don't want to be separated from your law. Never, never. I don't, I don't want to know what it is to be separated from your law. And lastly, this is the last prayer point. He said, Father, make my life a powerhouse for your kingdom and authority. You know, everything about him is about his kingdom. You know. But I make my life and said the kingdom of God is not in words. It's not in words. It's in power. It's in power. We need power to live this life, you know. To live this life, we need power. You know, if there's no power, we might be weary. We might break. We might not be able to, you know, reach the end of our goal. We need power. That is the word of the Lord. Kingdom of God is not in the world, but in power. In power. But I make my life a powerhouse. You know, make my life a powerhouse, Lord, for your kingdom, for your kingdom. An authority. An authority. Make my life a powerhouse. 
and an authority in the mighty name of Jesus. Let my soul, spirit come in agreement to your dealings with me. Mena shapara nama shapando, mena nasa kabu kadebeshe, help me to kill that is, that is, that is, that has, that has, that has all, that has laid hold of my soul, that is, that has laid hold of my soul. La bashaka bala, help me to destroy it, Lord, please, Father, just for your glory, just for your glory. Amana kushana mana, Father, I come to you tonight. I come to you again. I will never be tired of coming to you. I will never be tired of coming to you. Help me, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Mana Shaprandel Senema, Galega Bashena Macabodo, Merogade Senamane, Mecaco Vedere, Enanana Cabo Shadama, deliver me from the love of Mamo, Eradaba, let no Mamo, 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 let no I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind what it will take. I don't mind. I don't mind the pain. I don't mind the tears that we have to cry. All that matters to me is that to love you with the whole of my heart, with the whole of my soul, with the whole of my spirit. Let this one life I have, let it shed. Only one life I have. I don't have two lives, Lord. Let me live for you. Let me live for you. Bring me to the sweetness of your fellowship. Bring me to the sweetness of your fellowship. That no matter comes my way, I will rejoice to every trials and tribulation. Men are not sakabara, lata dere na komo shidlebe. Men are not Make 
Keep breaking me, O Lord. Keep molding me, O Lord. Until you see your desire. Oh, do not stop, Lord. Be my strength, O Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, I want us to pray to just um, intercede for the nations, um, our nation, Nigeria, for the things that. Um, for what is going on and also um, the nation of Ukraine and Russia one prayer that oh Lord let your kingdom come let your will be done in Nigeria Lagos in Abuja in the west, in the north, in the south, in the east, in Ukraine, in Russia, on earth, as it is in heaven. You know, we, we should always have it at the back of our minds that no matter what is going on, always remember, God is in control. God is in control. Nothing has taken, nothing takes him by surprise. You know, some of, many of these things, it is, you know, but in all, um, it's it's you know some people might say, you know, why would God allow this kind of things to happen? You know, we forget that man is fallen, and this realm was given to man, and because of how the world is dark, there is Satan has legal right to cause havoc, to do many things. It's a legal right, and God allows it because He has. He's been given the right, and many relinquish that right freely every day, every day, every day. So it's like there are many doors for Satan to for many things to happen that God allows, but are not in a, in accordance with His will. But He allows, but 
we always know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So I want us to pray that in these places, in the nations, that the kingdom of God will come because just as the world creates open doors for Satan and the demons to cause havoc to do so many things, also we as children of light, we can pray and open doors for the intervention of heaven for prayer is like is like earthly permission for heavenly intervention so we pray we join our voices our faith with many that god has taught or is touching and pray to intercede want us to pray oh god let your kingdom come let your will be done in Africa, in Europe, in Russia, in Ukraine, in what is going on there, in what is going on here, what is going on in the nations. Oh Lord, we ask, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, that you, we ask for your intervention. We ask, oh God, bring your light, the light of your salvation, the light of your truth the light of your word the light of your kingdom the light of your deliverance the light of your healing the light of your restoration the light of your of your life let it shine upon every darkness in the name of Jesus. Let the doors of the enemy be shut. Every liquid that the enemy has to have caused darkness that the Lord will arise. We pray, oh Lord, intervene. Intervene in the situation in this nation. Intervene in the situation. In, 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 in Ukraine, in Russia, in other nations, in, in, in Australia, in America, in Europe. Oh God, hallowed be your name, O oh Father. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, that your church will rise, that your light will shine in all upon every darkness. That darkness will be strong now. That darkness will be broken now. That darkness will be defeated in the name of Jesus. We pray for God for our lessons for the church. Let's also pray for the innocent who are suffering, who are going through the suffering. We pray for God. The Lord will rise on their behalf. The Lord will rise on their behalf. The Lord will rise on their behalf. In the name of Jesus. And every beast that seeks lost souls to perish, that the Lord will destroy and strengthen this. In the name of Jesus. Let me persuade you. O God, arise. Let your enemies be scattered. In the name of Jesus. Arise in homes, arise, O oh God, in individual lives, arise in the souls of men, arise in Nigeria, arise in Ukraine, arise in Russia, arise where evil men gather to open doors for havoc and chaos and whatever that the Lord will rise against them. The Lord will 
destroy their secret meetings. We'll bring them into confusion. They shall be defeated. They shall be struck down. They shall be rooted out. They shall fail and fall for sick. But the Lord shall arise. His kingdom shall come. And his will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray, O God, in the name of Jesus, that your kingdom will be established in the nations, your righteousness will be established in the nations, that out of every trouble of all this, righteousness will arise, righteousness, your justice shall fall like rain, and your heaven, the heaven shall rain righteousness upon the earth, upon the nations, we pray our brothers and sisters, even in this place, going through this experience, we pray, O oh God, that their faith will not fail them, that you will open them, that you will protect them, that you will keep them, that you will help them, you will provide for them, O oh Lord, and their families, and many others who are affected by this. We pray, O oh God, let your mercy thank you jesus thank you thank you lord thank you jesus thank you jesus Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Have your will, God. And at the end, oh God, let your name be glorified. Make your name great in the nations. Let the nations know that they are but mere men in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank Jesus. You. Let's just begin to just bless the Lord for this meeting. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank Him for thank all that He has done in our hearts. We are not living the same way that we came. Yes. And as we go, that we bear fruit. Yes, this word. We, 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 we bind and we come against every every thief, every enemy that comes to steal and kill and all that reward has cleansed us. This word shall bear fruit in us and through us. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Jesus, for your word. You said we are already clean because of the word you have spoken to us. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you. Thank you. 
Lord Jesus, thank you, God. Thank you for what you have done. You have started what you will perfect. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name, O God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Amen. 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 Amen.